This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Anderko, where the saints show us how it's done. And sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Julie tells their stories to help you find hope, inspiration, and direction to show how the saints discovered and accomplished God's mission for their lives. Imagine having an appointment with the Mother of God. She's waiting for you. She's expecting you. And you're not going to show. <laughs> well, that is exactly what Juan Diego intended in 1531 uh, in Mexico. He had been visited by the, the Virgin Mary. He had had an encounter with her on his way to Mass one morning. And, it, and at this point in the story, the bishop is asking for a sign that what Juan Diego is saying is true. And... Mary, Our Lady of Guadalupe, had said to him, well, come back and tomorrow at a certain time and I will meet you and I'll give you a sign. And he's going around because he doesn't want to meet her this morning. He's in a hurry. Now think about that. He had a difficult decision. His uncle was dying. And so he really needed to get a priest so that his uncle could have the last rites before he died. And so it was like, oh, my uncle's dying. Do I get a priest or do I meet the mother of God? Not quite sure what I should do. So anyway, he's, he's going after the priest because he thinks, well, my uncle's dying. That takes precedence. And so, but what, she, what happens is that she intercepts him on his way. And he, he can't get out of the appointment. But she deals with his, his issue without condemning him or without being angry or anything like that. And she says these beautiful words to him, and they are words to us. Listen, and let it penetrate your heart. Do not be troubled or weighed down with grief. Do not fear any illness or vexation, anxiety or pain. Am I not here who am your mother? Are you not under my shadow and protection? Am I not your fountain of life? Are you not in the folds of my mantle? In the crossing of my arms? Is there anything else you need? Of course, what he needed was, you know, for his uncle to, to get the last rites, but she kind of gives him a better gift. She, she actually cures his uncle, visits him and cures him. And she says she's the mother of the one true God and she wants a temple built in her honor. The bishop needs a sign. So she tells Juan Diego to go and pick some Castilian roses and they don't bloom that time of the year. And so he's thinking, well, this is the sign. So he goes and picks the roses and she arranges them in his tilma. And his tilma is just, it's kind of like a poncho. Uh, it's just rough. It's made out of cactus fiber and it's just what he wore for his covering and it's long in front of him so the roses are inside the tilma and they're, they're held up, wrapped up in it. So he goes to the bishop, the men guarding uh, the bishop or seeing to his appointments and, and they just don't believe Juan. I mean, he is just, you know, uneducated, uh, not to be believed that sort of, not to be taken seriously. 
And so he's got the mother of God on his side and he's got his son. He's going in and they don't want him to. So there's a tussle and he kind of gets close to the bishop and falls into the room where the bishop is and the, the roses go cascading everywhere and the tilma falls open. And then the next thing he, he knows, the bishop is kneeling in front of him. And it's not him that he's kneeling in front of really. It's the image on the tilma that is revealed when, when it's open and the roses fall out. This image was absolutely convincing to them. And I want to go through the different symbols very briefly so that you can understand how impactful this would have been for the people of Mexico. First of all, her mantle is blue. This would signify royalty. It's what a goddess would wear. And it was the color of virginity. Her dress is a red rose color. And that signifies the dawning of a new era. She has a black sash tied, but it's not in the middle of her waist. It's high because she's pregnant. There's a blackened crescent moon at the bottom of the picture and she's standing on it. Now, you might not think that that's a moon, but it is. And sometimes when you see an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the bottom might be cut off a little bit and you'll just see the ends of the, of the moon like sticking up, like it's like curved downward. It'll be sticking up. You might get those two little points. But if you see the full image, it's a whole curve and it's blackened and is the symbol of the serpent God. And so she's standing on top of it to show that she's more powerful than the serpent God. Behind her image, you see those points that, that stick out around her image. Those are actually rays of sunlight. And she's standing in front of those rays because they worship the sun god. And she's showing that she is more important than the sun gods. Her head is bowed. She's not looking at them straight on. So if you ever look at pictures of the Aztec gods, they've got piercing eyes. They look straight at you. They want to intimidate you. And so she's showing that even though she's more powerful than the serpent god because she's standing on top of his moon and she's more powerful than the sun god because she's in front and he's behind she's not doing that stare like like the, like their gods and goddesses did she's got her eyes cast down so she's saying i'm more powerful than them but i'm not a god there are stars all over the blue mantle so she comes from heaven and the stars on there, they're like constellations that have been studied and they did match up with the date when she made her appearance in 1531. So in their culture and in many other cultures, royalty are carried around. So you see at the bottom of the picture, this little man kind of holding her up. Well, that's an angel. And so they're showing that she is royalty. She's being held up by another. Another amazing thing that has only been discovered in recent history is looking at the eye, the right eye on the image. So with the um, onset of technology, and this came through technology that was developed through NASA, they have looked more closely, scientists have looked more closely at that eye, that right eye. And in it, you can see the reflection of the people in the room when the tilma fell open and the bishop is there and whoever else is in the room. They're all in 
the reflection in her eye. Because I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever paid attention to this, if you look at someone's eye, you can actually see a reflection of what they're looking at. If the light and everything is right, you can see it. It's, it's very small, but you can see it. And so you can see it in her eye, the people that were there. That is amazing. Makes me think that as technology advances, what more we will discover. We could. So this cactus fiber, it's very rough and it's not for the wealthy or the rich. It's just cactus fiber and it would disintegrate at the most, you know, the last 30 years maybe. For many, many years, the tilma was on display and it was not protected with glass and stuff like it is now, like it's protected now. But it should have disintegrated long ago and it is held up. The image, there, when they look at it uh, with infrared and, and, and under powerful microscopes, there are no brush strokes. It's like it was just put there. No one applied it. Almost like a photograph. And it kind of rides on the top. It's just very miraculous. Cannot be explained. So the Aztec culture was at the time a culture of death. They had human sacrifices and children. I mean, those pyramids, they had human blood running down them. I, it was just the way it was for them. They didn't know anything differently. So when she comes, she it's a new era. It's an era where people begin to understand that they, they too can be a child of God and that they're valuable and we don't murder and we don't sacrifice human beings to gods and goddesses that don't even exist anyway. I mean, it's just, it's a whole different mindset. And this is one reason why the pro-life movement has taken uh, the Our Lady of Guadalupe as like a symbolism for the work that they do because we are in a culture of death as far as that goes and, you know, with euthanasia and everything else. So Our Lady of Guadalupe really is someone that comes against that in our culture today. It is estimated that about 9 million Native Americans were converted to Catholicism through this image. That is amazing. And throughout history, there are miracles, big miracles attributed to the image. And on a personal basis, people have experienced the providential care of Mother Mary, like, like when she was talking to Juan Diego. Do you need anything else? Aren't you in the folds of my mantle? I mean, am I your mother? <laughs> so if you have some miracles with Our Lady of Guadalupe, or you love her, have something to share, please do. We need to build each other up in this day and age, especially. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with author and speaker, Julie Underko. For more about Julie, visit her website at catholicfinishstrong.com and follow her YouTube channel, Catholic Saints on Mission. You can find previous episodes of Your Next Mission from God on the free Hail Mary Media app or your favorite podcast platform. Your Next Mission from God is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 
And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.